You're listening to The Gospel Underground, the only podcast that helps to develop artists for musical excellence and ministry propulsion. It features guests and tips that help empower artists to manage the business of music while being effective ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm your host, Jenny Slavon. So let's get this show started. What's up, family, and welcome back to another episode of The Gospel Underground. On this episode of Underground Conversations, I had the opportunity to speak with King David the Vessel, a Chicago native with a heart for the kingdom. With over 20 years experience in the music industry, both secular and now gospel, King David, or KD, continues to share what he's learned and is still learning through the years. Serving faithfully in his local church, KD has a desire to see artists flourish in their God-ordained assignments. This episode is truly long overdue and was such a treat, probably my favorite to date. During this episode, we had the opportunity to talk about Christian rap and even hip hop and how all those things come together or maybe not. Stick around for this episode of the Gospel Underground. This is one you do not want to miss. So much great information and truly a pleasure for the opportunity to speak to another like-minded gospel music minister. So let's get this thing started. What's up, family, and welcome back to another episode of the Gospel Underground. I am so excited because today I have the distinct pleasure of speaking with King David the Vessel. I'm so, so, so excited. Welcome, David. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Absolutely. So this is, oh, Lord have mercy. We had a time getting on here today, (laughs) y'all. So I know that the conversation is going to be live. I know that God is going to have his way. And I'm so excited about it. Um, We kind of met on social media. Well, we met informally through social media. And I feel like we've been playing a little bit of tag, you know, commenting on each other's posts and peeking here and there and just checking each other out. And so I'm just really excited for this opportunity to just have a conversation with you. I appreciate it. It has been a little bit of back and forth, but uh, I'm sure it'll be worth it. Absolutely. It definitely will be. So I already went ahead and gave your introduction, but I just want you to go ahead and just tell us about you in your own words. Tell us who you are, where you're from, all that good stuff. All right, that's your will. Um, again, uh, my name is, uh, what's stage name? King David the Vessel. Um, here a lot of uh, Chicago, born and raised. Uh, it's, uh, I was from my formative years, uh, you know, every stage of development. Um, live some of everywhere throughout the city, suburbs. Um, serve uh, in my local church, uh, which I am a very uh, active uh, proponent of, uh, you know, individuals doing so. And uh, just really uh, have a heart um, to see individuals grow and develop and do what it is that God has called for them to do, uh, but certainly to do it the right way. Um, you know, there's, there's a way that God has given us to do things. And, um, you know, God has kind of wired me um, to that degree. Um, so, you know, music, uh, I truly enjoy doing, but um, the more important thing for me is, uh, is the ministry aspect. So. Absolutely. And I love that. It's so funny because before we got started, I kind of like to, uh, particularly when I'm speaking to artists, I like to listen to their music and sit with their music so I can just get a feel of who they are. And then I go into reading uh, their bios and checking you guys out on social media and your website. So I like to do a little bit of internet stalking. just to get a feel of who I'm talking to if we haven't already formally met. But um, that's the thing that I really like 
admired about you. It's so funny. They say that uh, you attract your tribe. Um, and so, you know, just by us kind of tag, tagging back and forth on social media, I can tell that we have been speaking the same language. So uh, when this yeah. opportunity arose to have this conversation and, and I proceeded to do my research and my digging, I came across your website and I was reading your, uh, your bio and the whole, I think the thing, the, the major thing that I took away from your bio is that for you, it is about ministry first and foremost. Um, it's about serving God's people uh, and, and just being a servant unto him. And I just love that. I think that that is, that is so uh, clutch for lack of a better word. I think that is, that is the focus that many artists do not have nowadays. Um, so can you just talk to us a little bit about your background and how you even got to that kind of a place? I know me growing up, uh, I'm the daughter of a bishop and I was born and raised apostolic mm -hmm. Pentecostal. So for me, it was always, my parents were like drilling that in my head, like, sis, you're not just going to be out here singing. You're going to sing to the glory of God. It's about God. and his right. So if you could just share a bit of your background with us, uh, did you grow up in church? You know, all that good stuff. How did you even get to the place of the ministry uh, rather than the music is, is the focus? How did you get to that place? Sure. Um, you know what? Actually, <clears throat> I did grow up in church, but I don't think that we necessarily grow up with that type of mindset. Um, I got you. And, my family um, was somewhat of an oxymoron, if you will. Um, I actually started out in a Pentecostal church and oh, wow. left from Pentecostal church to a straight up missionary Baptist church. Um, <laughs> wow. So like literally an arm baby in the Pentecostal church and then kind of grew up early child years, um, missionary Baptist church. And we kind of left from there and went to a, a Southern uh, a SBC church, a Southern Baptist church um, mm -hmm. that was really big on, uh, I would honestly have to say a little bit more big on self-promotion mm -hmm. um, than anything else. Uh, their, their claim to fame was the fact that a lot of the members um, were prominent in their community. So doctors, lawyers, uh, you know, it was a bit of a status symbol um, to be a part of this particular ministry. Um, but, uh, you know, growing up, uh, my dad's side of the family, um, until we left the Missionary Baptist Church and went to the Southern Baptist Church, um, until that point in time, my dad's side of the family, um, immediate, so his mom, um, his siblings, um, and then, of course, my family, we all went to church together. Um, and so that's just kind of all that I knew um, for years. Um, and, you know, uh, you were encouraged to, you know, kind of use your gifts and, and things of that nature, but it wasn't necessarily instilled, uh, you know, the humility. Uh, and of course, hindsight, as they say, is 2020 when you grow and you build your own relationship with the Lord and you begin to understand certain things, you're able to look back with a little more clarity. Um, but you know, it wasn't necessarily instilled, um, that God should get the glory. Mm -hmm. in terms of being intentional um, with making sure that you deflect, you know what I mean? Any type of, you know, praise or adulation, you, you, you give that to him because what you're doing, he's enabled you to do. Um, and, 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 and I don't want to kind of uh, stereotype, but at that point in time, uh, you know, for a lot of churches that I was familiar with then, um, it just kind of wasn't the makeup uh, of 
a build out like the Missionary Baptist Church um, at that particular point in time, because you have a lot of individuals uh, within that denomination that were going to church but not living it. Um, and so you had a lot of people that were doing whatever they wanted to do. And, uh, you know, God was trying to pull me in and plug me in, but then, you know, my family kind of got caught up in a lot of the politics, um, you know, they go war to church and infighting and things of that nature. Um, and so a lot of what I, I do now actually started in church. Um, I actually started rapping in church when people weren't doing it. It was very early. And so, you know, we were really talking like early DC talk days. Um, and, uh, there was a guy by the name of Stephen Wiley, um, who uh, was the very first Christian rapper that I ever heard. Um, he had a song called Rapping for Jesus. And so we, we going back to 1990, um, 1991. So um, I've kind of been plugged in to that aspect for a while, um, but did end up falling away. Um, getting into some other things and of course, you know, having some other pursuits as it pertains to music and things of that nature. Um, coming back and, you know, rededicating my life to the Lord once uh, shortly after I turned 25. Um, and, uh, you know, God ordering my steps to where he wanted me to be um, really made the difference in everything because again, at that point now, I'm able to learn what it means to actually have a relationship with him to get to know him, um, to understand who he is. And, you know, God is a Sunday through Saturday God and not just a Sunday God. Mm -hmm. um, and um, learning what it meant to walk with Jesus every day. Um, you know, getting to learn to hear his voice and um, understanding what he wanted um, and what he was expecting um, from me. And so that changed everything for me. And, uh, you know, you go through certain things and uh, God deals with you and God humbles you and um, helps you to become who it is that you are originally or initially purposed um, to be. And so a lot of that was done in that process. I didn't come in like that. You know, I, I, I came out of a family with individuals with pride. And so when I came back into church, I came back into church in pride. Um, you know, it, it, was, it was certain things that God had to uh, had to break off of me. And, and, and you know, there was a, a hard work that God had to do in me um, to get me to the point and to the place where, um, you know, it wasn't about self-preservation. It wasn't about um, being up front and, 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 and center. Um, it wasn't about having all eyes on me. It was about shifting that focus uh, to him. And because of that, shifting that focus to others. And so, you know, uh, God did that. I certainly didn't. Um, I didn't come to the party uh, mm -hmm. uh, with that. So, Absolutely. I love that. I think that's so beautiful. You hardly ever hear of uh, artists or people in general uh, kind of give us a background on their relationship with God, that, that intimate part. Um, you, you mentioned several times how God had to remake you and mold you. And that's a continual process that I've learned about, you know, you, you, oh, yeah. you, uh, you, God breaks you down in one area, you know, you said maybe it was pride. He, he breaks you down and, and, you know, gives you the real deal. And you're like, okay, I'm good. You kind of get to this place and you're like, oh, I'm okay. And then next thing you know, he's showing you something else that you need to work on. So that process, oh, yeah. I always appreciate when people can share that because 
there's never a time when you arrive in God. Right, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. There's a time when you arrive in God. He's always molding and making you. Um, and that's just so beautiful and so refreshing to hear specifically from an artist. So I just appreciate that so much. So just kind of going backwards a little bit, we heard about the personal side. Um, tell us about how you got started into music. Um, music has, um, you know, always, uh, just been a part of, uh, of my life, especially, you know, those growing up years, um, church, my great grandmother played organ and piano. Uh, my grandmother directed the choir, um, wow. whole family sang in the choir. Uh, you know, I think I sang my first solo when I was like seven years old, seven or eight. Oh, so wow. it's just been the whole, you know what I mean? Just literally, um, that was, that was, that was what we did. You know what I mean? And so um, that's kind of where that bug um, started. Um, and uh, in all honesty, because when I fell away, um, you know, of course, you, you you got that, you know, the Bible says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. So you have this thing that you're able to do, even though you're not using it for the right reason, um, but you still want to do it because it's interwoven in your fabric. It's, it's, it's a part of who you were created to be. And so, you know, I'm out here and I, and I praise God um, that he never let as good as I thought I was and as what I was doing was, as it measured up to, you know, the secular marketplace and stuff like that. Back then, um, always grateful that God never let anything blow up mm-hmm. um, because we'd probably not be sitting here having this conversation. Um, <laughs> exactly. like, uh, I mean, just, you know, in all honesty, you know, it's, we praise God a lot of times for the things that he does. We don't often enough praise God for the things that he didn't do or for the Absolutely. things that he didn't allow. And, um, you know, that that's a big one. Because if we got what we wanted or what we thought we wanted all the time, um, man, the stuff that we would have had to go through mm-hmm. in order to get back to where we needed to be so that we could get back on track. I mean, just, you know, you know consider this, you know, things that we, we deal with and experience that, God doesn't want us to have to, um, but because of the choices and decisions that we make and things of that nature, um, you know, we, 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 we got to deal with it. So um, it's always been a part, um, but oddly enough, once, um, once I rededicated my life to the Lord and really got serious about living this lifestyle, um, I had resigned within myself to stop doing music altogether. Um, I just wanted to have a relationship with God. I wanted to get to know him. Um, and you know, during that process, I'm learning things about myself, but it's during that time that the Lord wouldn't allow me to stop. And, um, ultimately, um, a buddy of mine who actually, uh, you know, brought me to, um, the church that I currently attend, um, you know, God laid it on his heart to start doing some music. This was a guy I actually went to high school with. And, um, so he asked me to help him with the project. And from there, uh, you know, the rest was kind of history. So. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, I really appreciate that. I love hearing people's journeys and people's stories and how they got started. And because it's always, uh, it, like I said, it's a journey. It's always uh, twists and turns. You know, you go up, you, do, you go down, you come in, you come out. And I remember one time my mother said something very, uh, something that really struck my heart. Uh, I was going through some, some twists and turns. Um, uh-huh. And something that she said to me was, she said, you know, God is like testing you. 
to see mm-hmm. if he can trust you with what he gave you. You know, and it was a point mm-hmm. where I was, I've always done gospel music. Um, I, I think that was, that was by my choice, but it was also a little bit by a threat that my mother said. She said, if you tried to do separate, <laughs> no, I have no choice. <laughs> but I did get to a point, <laughs> my mother's a mess. I did get to a point where I was kind of through with it. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to yeah. Um, but even in that place of me saying, you know, I don't want to sing anymore, similar to you, you was just like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Even in that place, God was still talking to me and dealing with me. Yeah. And for me, that was the turn when it was just like, okay, if I'm going to sing, this is not going to be my career per se. Because if it's my career, right. it, that means it's my bread and butter and I'll have to do anything for it. Or, or, you know, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Right, a, lot right, people, right, right. a lot of people conform to the world and, and they give in and you know, they completely toss out the word of God and the will of God um, oh, yeah. because it's their bread and butter. It's how they make a living. So for me, that was my turning point. So that journey is always something that I love to hear about. Um, and like I said earlier, I was listening to your album and I was just like, wow. So there, there some every now and again, I hear people and certain people really like stir up the creative juices in me. And so I was listening to your album and I was just like, this is crazy. I just started like hearing all this extra stuff. Um, I just think people are super talented and creative. I love your flow. There's something very uh, regular about God. it. <laughs> yeah. There's something very <laughs> Let me compliment you now. There's something very retro about it. Um, but it's extremely creative. It's extremely witty and thought provoking. Uh, I can tell that you study the word by the songs that you create. And that's a big, that is a big deal. There's so fluff songs out there. There's so much, I call it soup and salad. You know, when, when (laughs) for real, like when your soul is aching, you need meat and potatoes. You know what I'm saying? You need something. Yeah. 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 Um, and even though, your music is very upbeat and well, a lot of it was upbeat and, you know, fun. Um, it, it still had that meat and potatoes. And I just appreciate that as a, as a musician, as a consumer, as a believer, I appreciate that. Um, and I wanted to mention that because gospel rap. <laughs> uh, First of all, let me just go back <laughs> my little, in my little time. Uh, like I said, I grew up apostolic, Pentecostal, very traditional. Yeah. Um, so we ain't do no gospel rap. <laughs> you know, ain't no right, right, Christian right. rap. And so my first time really being exposed to it was when I was in college. Um, I was okay. in college. I went to a Christian college, as a matter of fact. I went to Nyack College. And I met these three guys. They were in a group that uh, called Three Shades of Faith. Shout out to them. I'm still friends with them to this day. Uh, they've disbanded. They're doing things individually now. But then, them three guys introduced me to gospel Christian rap, the Christian hip hop scene, all of that. And um, I was so intrigued by it because I was initially, for me and my upbringing, it was just like, oh, that's of the devil. We don't do that. We're not. We're not. <laughs> 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 and um, it's so funny how the times have changed because now it is a lot more accepted. Um, but I mentioned your creativity. I mentioned uh, your lyricism because from my experience, a lot of the gospel or Christian rap, hip hop, whatever you want to call it, um, did not contain the gospel message. Mm-hmm. And that 
has is will always be problematic for me. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. You know, just talk to us about uh, your entrance into the Christian rap, gospel rap scene, and and how, where do you fit in with all of that? Gotcha. Um, all right. So uh, I think this is kind of like the thread that we, you know, want to try to pull on because this is um, it's a vitally important um, part of what's going on present day. Um, you know, we got a lot of different things. And so I definitely want to stay on subject. Um, mm -hmm. But at, at present, and I want to make sure that we, you know, take this into context. All right. Um, I've always told individuals, and this is just kind of how God has broken it down to me. Okay, so any extension of the body deals with things that the body deals with. Mm -hmm. Okay, so to say, um, uh, you know, the tree, the branches, you know what I'm saying? And so and when the time comes, everything falls off, all right? Because you can't detach one from the other. Everything is tied in. Mm -hmm. And so just say, for example, if the body of Christ goes through an identity crisis, everything that's connected to the body of Christ or everything that issues out of the body of Christ is going to experience that same identity crisis because it's still tied in. All right. So that means if any of our, uh, if our, our gospel quote unquote gospel music artists now find themselves, you know, collabing with secular artists, mm -hmm. not wanting to be gospel artists, wanting to record R and B albums and all of this other stuff. <clears throat> that's tied into the church trying to fit in, you know, with the world and, 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 and take off a little bit of our distinction as into quote unquote, uh, you know, that, that I might by all means say something, you know, um, which, which is certainly a misuse and a misappropriation of that particular scripture. Yes. Um, but I was saying that, um, uh, because as of right now, a lot of the things that we deal with, um, you know, uh, where we are so, uh, uh, you know, anti-church, if you will, um, and, and just, you know, being honest, um, where we're, you know, it's not about religion, it's about relationship, et cetera, et cetera, things that um, are really distancing individuals from God rather than drawing them to him. Mm -hmm. We have this very viable vehicle of ministry that has become more about the quote unquote minister than it is about the message. Okay, that, and so we, we look at this, we look at this thing, and, and I, I know we're gonna get into this because I know you're gonna bring it out. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> just come up short in regards to this. But we look at this thing <clears throat> where individuals, you know, had this ability and this opportunity to be able to convey messages. So, you know, like my pastor always say, you know, there's certain things that can be taught that can't be preached because the anointing is different and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So there's certain things that can be, you know, sang or sung that can't be wrapped and vice versa because the anointing should be different. And everything that we do in the name of the Lord should be anointed. Why? Because if we're Amen. doing it and because he sent us to do it, then there should be a representation of him in it, you know? And so there should be some power behind what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, so we've got this vehicle of ministry and like with any other platform, it's very easy to put the focus on the gift rather than the one who gave it. And so a lot of times, um, initially, you know, Christian rap, and I'll just, I'll, 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 I'll broaden it out at that. Christian rap <laughs> wasn't being embraced and accepted because like you said, you know, it's similar to, you know, back in the day, how just, you know, the straight up, you know, uh, 
Uh, and I guess you'll like a better viewpoint, you know, some of maybe the apostolic churches and stuff like that, you know, you didn't allow the women to wear makeup and, you know, you had to wear, you know, sweaters and turtlenecks, you know, year round. And, you know, ankle and You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you're familiar with that. So because of our aversion to different things, you know, Jesus said, you know, the works that I've done, you, you, you'll do greater, not necessarily better than what Jesus did, but by extension and because of the tools that are available to us, our access and our reach, we'll be able to go a little bit further, you know, so what one person can do now in the age of social media and internet and stuff like that in terms of witnessing mm -hmm. and pushing the gospel out there uh, because they didn't have planes in Jesus's day, you know what I mean? Because it wasn't email. Yeah. We have the ability to do, you know, greater things that can impact and, 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 and go a little bit further um, you know, our aversion, though, to things that look different and that sound different and that maybe feel different um, cause us to put up a wall about it. Because, again, this was, you know, just like when they talked about individuals, you know, older musicians, um, you know, 1920s, 30s, Chicago, Detroit, stuff like that, when they were, you know, you know, infusing, you know, blues chords into the gospel music, and et cetera, et cetera, you know, hey, that's, you know, that's the devil's music, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. We did kind of the same thing uh, with rap, and we, we, we were ready to throw, you know, the baby out with the bathwater and say God can't absolutely have anything to do with this, but we weren't listening to the fact that, well, wait a minute, you know, the, the, the young people, people that generally we don't want to have anything to do with, who we want to put to the side and we want to say, you know what, come back and, and, and serve your church once you grow up, once you've matured, once you've developed, once you've been through certain things without realizing that we have a responsibility to help them mature, help them develop, help them go through mm -hmm. whatever it is they're going to go through. We, we ignored the fact that this music was connecting with them and that it was bridging gaps and it was, you know, filling in some spaces. Uh, and then once we did, like a lot of times, unfortunately, we're given an excess. And so once we bought into it and once we saw that it was viable and once we saw that it could bring individuals from off the street into the church. And then once we started seeing that it could pack out churches, and then once we started seeing that it could pack out arenas and stadiums and, and do sold out tours, et cetera, et cetera, we started saying, man, forget the message. Let's just have these guys or these girls or whoever these artists are come in <laughs> for the sake of, you know, because now again, it goes back to uh, the numbers game and it goes yeah. back to the appearance game and it goes back to things that have nothing to do with ministry. And so again, this, this, this vehicle is very viable, but we're allowing it to get away from us right now. I agree a hundred percent. You hit on so many things and I'm just like, where do I begin? <laughs> but I just want to start um, with, with what I said earlier. You know, like I said, I came up apostolic Pentecostal and initially it was just like, okay, no, we don't do Christian rap. Like that's of the devil. We don't do that. And uh, dealing with the, with, with a different situation, but the same approach was brought to it. I, I, I've come to realize that a lot of times when people particularly have been born and raised in church or have been in church for a long, long, long time, mm -hmm. no longer like they no longer study to learn. They study to confirm uh, it's like whatever they've already gotten. They just want to confirm that. So when any, when any time when something new is brought to the table, immediately it is the devil. And that's not always true. I feel like right. our, 
our uh, measuring stick is always God and always his word. So I think we yeah. make a lot of mistakes by condemning things to hell um, before we even get a chance to say, okay, Lord, is this okay with you? Um, so for me in particular, like I said, I came from a place where I was like, okay, we don't do that. Um, but being a musician, sometimes we can't help but listen to a whole bunch of different things. We're creative people and we we hear different right. things. We're inspired by it. So like I said, I was introduced to it uh, in college uh, by some friends of mine. And those guys in particular, no lie, like when they rap, it was like scripture verbatim. And I'm like, this cannot yeah. be wrong. Like, how is this wrong? <laughs> so so um, something that I mentioned on uh, on Instagram, and I'm going to go ahead and jump into it right now because, you know, we got to yeah, go yeah, yeah. Uh, Something that yeah. I mentioned to you on Instagram is that rap is not the issue. Hip-hop right. is. Um, and it's oh, funny right. because the first time I ever heard this was by the legendary uh, or the notorious G. Craig Lewis, <laughs> who is the, yeah, the founder of, yeah, he, he's the founder of EX Ministries, if you guys do not know. Um, and he also created the notorious series, The Truth Behind Hip Hop. And so basically for years, this man, uh, he, was, he was moved on by God to basically crack open hip hop, what it is, what it does, where it came from, what it's doing. Um, he basically was the catalyst to reveal to the world that hip hop is an issue. Hip hop is a spirit. It is a religion. It is mm -hmm. anti-Christ in a nutshell. And so yeah. what has happened with gospel rap, Christian rap, and they've kind of like smushed it all together. That's, that's a problem. They've smushed it all together. Yeah. Gospel yep, yep, rap, yep. Christian rap, uh, gospel, holy hip hop, gospel, hip like they've smushed it all together, much like what we do with a lot of things. And they said, okay, God, yeah. we'll give it to you. Um, <laughs> and like I said to you online, I said, you know, Christian rap is not the problem. Hip hop is. Hip hop is yeah. a legitimate religion with the Bible and everything. And I'm not saying yeah. this because I just heard it from G. Craig. I was in Barnes and Noble picking out another book. And I said, you know what, while I'm in this section, let me check and see if I can see that, that hip hop Bible. And I found it and I was yep. astounded. So how, well, <laughs> first of all, before I even ask a question, do you want to say something on that? Cause I know you like burning. <laughs> all right. So I got, I have to, um, let me just chime in and I don't know if it's going to answer your question or not or create other questions, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, absolutely correct. Um, first and foremost, um, Hip hop is the issue now. Um, early on, um, I'll say this, and a lot of times we don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. We're very finite and limited in our thinking, yes. and so when we we have humanistically, we just want to put a label on something. Yes, we have to make something make sense to us so that we can more easily digest it. Okay, so we had to say, well, man. Well, these guys ain't out here, you know, rapping about the streets, et cetera, et cetera. They, they, they rapping about the Bible. They rapping about the Lord. So we just go call it holy hip hop. <laughs> now, mind you, it may not, you know, have anything to do with anything else. But like you said, the, the, the part that a lot of us didn't take into consideration was the fact that hip hop is something else entirely. Yes. Now, I'm familiar with... Um, you know, the teachings that G. Craig Lewis, you know, was doing years back. Mm -hmm. um, I'm familiar with the um, the beef that it garnered between himself and groups like the Cross Movement and things of that mm -hmm. nature, you know, yep. going back. Uh, what I will say is this, um, while there's a lot of truth to the message that he presented 
presentation is always going to matter. Um, and if I'm led by the spirit of God, there's a way that I have to convey what it is that God has given me. The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. Mm-hmm. So if, 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 if God is telling me that this is what you need to say, then I need to make sure that that, you know, as Colossians 4 and 6 says, it is seasoned with salt so that people can, can, can get to it rather than, you know, obtain it. But I, I just wanted to make sure that we throw that in there because how we convey this argument, especially in regards to something like this is vitally important. One, you can't, it can't be done out of the flesh. It can't be done um, out of opinion. It needs to be something that is backed up by scripture. And you got to really have a good sound revelation in regards to this. Okay. Because present day, especially for a lot of the artists who are involved with it, they don't see anything wrong with the marriage between Christianity and hip hop. But like you alluded to, and even bringing up the fact of, which was something else that we were going to talk about was, you know, why does this entity have its own Bible but yes. not to the point of where it's pointing individuals to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Come on. It's, it's, it's written to the, to the end of where hip-hop is assuming the place of Jesus Christ. Come on. Hip-hop is being asserted as the Savior. And so um, I was doing a little research just in preparation of our conversation uh, because, like I told you, I'm going to be writing some things um, in regards to this, you know, some blogs and stuff like that. And um, so I took a look. And now I couldn't spend a lot of time reading um, this, the gospel of hip hop, this hip hop Bible written by Carolus One because of the spirit behind it. You know, you got, you know, certain types of discernment and stuff like that. You come in contact with different types of demonic activity. You know, you start getting headaches and stuff like that. And so I'm sitting there reading through this stuff and how he's got, you know, he'll he'll throw God in all caps. And you see that throughout. But then it'll also begin to throw in astrology. And Mm -hmm. then he'll also begin to throw in gods and goddesses and all of this other stuff. And then he's predated hip hop to a time before Christ and then again, yep. in 1973, oh, and I'm sitting here and I'm looking at all of this stuff and I'm like, you have to be influenced by a spirit to come up with all of this. And now when you Google what type of religion does KRS-One have, and mm-hmm. you'll see that where he says, well, you know, I don't mind Christianity. I don't mind uh, Judaism. I don't mind uh, Islam, but their time is past. It's time for something else. And so one of the things that I hate that we do, and I certainly want to just make sure that we stick on this, but one of the things that I hate that we do is that when we get an inkling or or a glimmer of hope that one of our favorite celebrities or somebody that we grew up on or somebody that we grew up liking might maybe share our belief, we want to run and jump. You better to anoint say them. Actually, we want to pull them in and be like, well, man, so-and-so is a Christian. Had you heard? Well, wait a minute. What is their quote-unquote Christianity based on? Is it based on the word of God? Now, remember, the scripture warns us about another gospel. Mm. Paul said, even if an angel come on to you a gospel different from the one that we presented to you, let, let them be accursed. And so just bear in mind, there's things that are behind introducing these other doctrines. But now, the super important part about this is this, okay? So the present argument, and this is a discussion that I plan on having with a really good brother, man, because he's an artist as well. Um, and, you know, we, we kind of, we, we break down discussions like this. But I want to share it with you the way that God gave it to me, okay? Mm-hmm. So one of the arguments 
Cross Movement was making one of the arguments that uh, my friend as well, somewhat supported. We haven't gotten into it as of yet, but it's it's based on God's ability to redeem cultures. Mm. Okay, God's God's ability to redeem cultures. And so, what Cross Movement was saying when they were coming into it with G. Craig Lewis and some of what's being espoused today is that why not Christian hip hop? Because God can take that culture and make it what He wants to make it. Now, again, like you said, mm-hmm. the vehicle isn't the issue. Mm-hmm. The climate and the atmosphere and the culture is the problem because hip hop isn't simply a vehicle of delivery. Hip hop is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm trying to marry two adverse lifestyles. Yes. Christianity promotes Christ. Hip hop promotes self. So how can I do that where God is going to get the glory and I'm going to get the glory too. Like again, and, 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 and if we try to back that up with, you know, scriptures like in Romans eight, where it says, you know, uh, you know, God has glorified us. No, 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 no. You're using the scripture wrong because that's not the intent. And anything that God gives us is not for us to take upon ourselves. And so, you know, when we talk about, you know, the braggadocio and all of these things that go into hip hop, well, you see, and now you, you, you mentioned earlier about, a lot of the music, you know, the, the, the super salad, you, you know, the cotton candy stuff, yeah. um, where you don't know who they're talking about in Come this song. Come on, say that. Well, say you that. don't know who the object of the attention, what is this song about? Absolutely. And, and, and these now are the artists who you see going on Jimmy Kimmel and you see, and everybody doesn't start out that way, but, but, but the temptation of that platform to be like, man, you know, once you get a little bit, we, we completely forget who God is and who he's been to us to get us to this place where we have this level of influence. And as soon as we attain and reach this place, it's like, man, forget Christian artists. I'm just an artist. Forget Christian rapper. I'm just an artist who makes good music. Forget the church. I'm out here. But wait a minute, man. You, you, nobody would know about you if it wasn't for the church. Come on. No, say nobody that. Would, would know who you, you wouldn't have this platform or this level That's of influence. It. If it wasn't something that God gave you, if it wasn't something that the saints supported and got behind and came to your shows, I tell people this, listen, if you're not a Christian artist anymore, why are you still doing shows at churches? Why are they still paying you? Say that again. Why are you still paying you? Why are you going to these conferences and they're selling out stadiums and arenas because that's how they do it. Why are you still going here and doing this thing if, if, if this is not who you're for? So, you know, that, there's a little bit of schizophrenia there. The Bible says very plainly that a double-minded man is a savior in all his ways. It's not that man thinks that he receives anything from the Lord. So now I have to ask myself, are the things that I'm getting as a result of being a quote-unquote CHH, a Christian hip-hop artist, are these things that I'm receiving from God? Or are these things that I'm receiving from I have to ask myself where these things are coming from. But a lot of times we don't want that level of sobriety. Now, let me say this, and I'm going to let you turn back in. So the whole point of the issue, God redeeming the cultures, okay? Here's the thing. And here's where scripture doesn't support that. All right. Mm-hmm. Children of Israel, they're getting ready to inherit what God has set aside for them. But there's other inhabitants in the land. All mm-hmm. right. Canaanites, Gergesites, Hittites, all of these different people who serve different gods. Mm-hmm. All right. What does God tell them? Hey, when you go into these lands, I need you to utterly cast these individuals out. Why? Because if you let them stay, if you let these other cultures intermingle Mm. with this culture that I'm curating and creating for my people, 
They're going to take your hearts and they're going to take your heart away from me. And you're going to serve other gods. You're going to get into things that are outside of my will for you. Mm -hmm. And so we see these things going on. Like I think it's uh, Deuteronomy uh, 20, 20, 16 through 18. God is very specific. You don't put these people out. They're going to tear your heart for me. That's it. Okay. And then when we see when God talks about Solomon, first Kings 11 chapter, first through the 10 verses, you read this. God's issue with Solomon was the fact that these strange women that he loved Come on, who served other gods Help took us, Jesus. his heart away from him. And it was so important that God was so upset with him because he was like, man, I didn't appear to Solomon twice and I have sold myself to Solomon. And I asked him, I said, man, listen, ask for anything that you want. Whatever it is that you want. I came to you. I, there, it's not recorded in scripture where God appeared and made the same offer to anybody else. Mm. But the fact that he allowed his heart to be divided and to be torn and to be taken away into other things completely destroyed the foundation of his relationship with God. And so that's God's issue when it comes down to redeeming cultures. Wait a minute now. Parts and pieces and the people are redeemable. Come on. But cultures, entire frameworks, entire systems aren't always redeemable. And why should I redeem that when I've already got a structure in place? Absolutely. Absolutely. That, oh God, let me calm down. Cause you just took me out. (laughs) I am like, oh my goodness. That last line that you just said, why would he have to redeem a culture when he already has one in place? And that's something that a lot of people look over. A lot of people just brush right past that. The law was given not just to show us that we needed God, we needed salvation, but it was also for culture. God wanted us to do things a certain type of way. He wanted his people to live a certain type of way. That's what the law was for as well, to show us how to live according to Yes. His- Israel was yes. in Egypt. So they had the culture, they had the mannerisms, they had the thought process of Egyptians, people who did not yes. serve God. So no, right. God is not going to redeem a culture when he already created one uh, for us. Oh, you done got me, you done got me out. <laughs> but you know, I've heard that argument uh, and I've heard people go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth about that. And something else that has always made me think about that is if God was to redeem a culture, right? That's something that he would do and he would make it known that he did it. I feel like when people argue that, it's 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 like this. It's like they've taken they've taken the culture and and have quote unquote redeemed it and saying that God did it. But he did he did not. And it's proven right. itself over and over and over again uh, through scripture. When you read the word of God, when you take time and you ask God to reveal it to you, you will see that yeah. God created a culture for his people. You know, yep. we don't, we, uh, my father always says, what is your foundation for truth? That's something that has mm. been ringing in my head all my life. What is your foundation for truth? What do you base right and wrong on? What, what, where is your moral standing at? As believers, mm. as people of God, of God, as, as, as Israel, as Israelites, like we are to stand on the word of God. That was our culture. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's, it's just amazing to me how people just believe that, any and everything is redeemable, including cultures. Culture is, 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 includes how you, how you dress. It includes 
uh, the different practices that you have for yes, worship. yes, yes, it yes, yes. So many things. How you how you handle your family. It includes even the different the different nuances of how we deal with one another. You know what I mean? It's just like it's so detailed. So to argue that a entire culture, specifically a culture that is adverse of the word of God, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Let me calm yeah. down a little bit because I'm hyped. No, I understand. <laughs> I understand. But you brought up, you brought up, uh, you brought up some points. And so uh, you know, what people don't pay attention to is the fact that part of it is, and, 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 and we have to be honest, if we're going to address it, we have to address all of it. Mm-hmm. Music carries a spirit. All right. So you let's just be open. Let's be honest. We have to, we have to, that. we have to talk about it. Okay. And so it's simple things that we don't pay attention to. Mm-hmm. If you read long time ago, <clears throat> Kirk Franklin's wife, and this is documented. Okay. So she would say that, um, I could tell when my husband was listening to rap music because he would come in the house walking different. Ooh. That's the spirit behind it. What Absolutely. you are listening to has influenced you to the degree. Now, we don't like to call it that, but at the end of the day, that's what it is. That is exactly Why do I want to act a certain way when I listen to this stuff? Mm-hmm. Why does it give me these type of thoughts? Why does it uh, prompt this type of action when, when I listen to this type of stuff? There's a spirit behind it. And so just, you know, rock and roll, you know, heavy metal, et cetera, et cetera, carries that spirit of addiction. R&B has got a spirit of lust behind it. So you look at hip hop, you, you talk about that spirit of pride. Yes. That's that that that's behind it. That's ingrained in it. That's pushed and promoted in it. These are the things that are influencing us, which is one of the reasons why I have yet to ever hear a good argument for saying of God listening to secular music. Like it just it, 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 and 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 swear that you're growing in grace, that you're growing in knowledge, that you're growing in truth. Because again, at the end of the day, there's so many scriptures, and a lot of times we play semantics. Um, and we, we try to piecemeal mm-hmm. how we're going to reconcile what we want to do with what God wants us to do. Yes. And like you mentioned earlier, we, we don't refer to the scripture. We put, I'll never forget this analogy that Bill Cosby used on the Cosby show. Uh, when, uh, what's the girl, when Vanessa brought home Dabness and he's like, you know what I'm saying? You, you didn't give us an opportunity to decide on whether or not we were for this situation. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you take the steak and the potatoes and all this other stuff, what's your favorite meal? Well, okay, you got this good meal, but you put it and you brought it to us on the garbage lid. Yes. Okay, and this is how you presented this. And so a lot of times that's what we do to God. Mm-hmm. We have all of this good and this great stuff that, you know, we want to do and sometimes it stays that he wants to, but we taint it and we mess it up and we, we, we get into it and then we ask God to bless it afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so a lot of times, we don't seek God first before we get involved in certain things. I, you know, people make the argument to me, well, I listen to second, secular music to, 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 to know what's out there, to know what, what, what we're up against and what the kids, well, that's, that's a lot because the culture that we're in right now, <laughs> pop culture, secular music, it's unavoidable. It's unavoidable. Yes. We, yes. We, we've, made it, we've made it news when it's not news. Um, we play it on the news. You go grocery shopping. And, you, you know, you, you hear about the girl wanting to bust the, the, the car windows out and all of this other stuff. Yes. You know, it, it's avoidable. <laughs> so you don't have to go looking for it. All right. It's the world that we live in has allowed it to consume almost every area and every aspect of everyday life. You don't have to seek it out. You don't have to allow it in to where it has the ability 
to influence in that manner just so that you can keep yourself abreast of the sin the sin it has always been it will Absolutely. continue to be maybe different lanes and vehicles or what have you but again it is what it is and so um you know like you mentioned earlier in terms of you know you got these older individuals again being influenced by this spirit mm-hmm. still got their pants sagging why are you 40 or 50 years old and you still walking around <laughs> with your underwear so like i don't understand but it's a part of it's a part of that spirit it's a part of that culture it's a part of that lifestyle it's a part of that framework don't get me wrong I, I enjoy a nice pair of Timberlands, you know what I'm saying? But that shouldn't be all that I own is Timberland boots. And I'm 45 and I'm 50 years old. And, it, 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 you know, I'm still hanging out on the street corners and we on the stoop and we kicking it. Hey, man, you, you got a family to feed. You know what I'm saying? Like there's things that God wants to do. And you're not on the stoop evangelizing. Y'all on the stoop freestyling, man, you're 50 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't do the Beijing, you know, the gray hairs are starting to pop out. Just be honest about where you are in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, my priorities should have shifted yes. at some point in time. And age doesn't necessarily guarantee maturity, but a lot of it has to do with the things that we entertain. And so we can't ignore that. If I continue to think that walking around in jogging suits all day, every day is cool, when there's other things that if I change my perception and change my approach, other lanes that I might be able to get into, let me wrong. You know, these other guys that do that, they've got the money to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. But I guarantee you that, you know, regardless of how much money he got, Puffy ain't going to show up to a meeting with NBC in, in, in his underwear. You know what I'm saying? In his bathroom. You know what I mean? It just unless he's just feeling especially ignorant and arrogant on that particular day. We have to understand is these individuals that are doing this, that we're pursuing their acceptance and we're embracing their model rather than the model of Jesus Christ. These individuals have what they're going to get in this world. Mm-hmm. You don't, you, 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 you don't have that. And so their model is wrong. Now our model should be Jesus because he said, I've overcome the world. Yes. This is my mindset. This is where I need to be at. But a lot of all these things kind of get just kind of lost um, in the sauce. And we don't talk about it because, again, we make excuses for the things that we want to do. We make excuses to hold on to the things that we want to hold on to. And so if I want to hold on to hip hop because it's something that I'm comfortable with, then I'm going to, in my mind, say, well, why would God have a problem with this if it's something that can be used? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, guess what? Lucifer was being used as well. Come on. Today, God has a problem with him because mm-hmm. he allowed what he wanted to be bigger than his creator. And, and, and again, when I stopped seeking God, when I stopped seeking God, when his will stops being the most important thing to me, I opened the door for every single thing else. You said a mouthful. Lord have mercy. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I have a couple of questions. Um, 
man, I'm just like all over the place in my head right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, no. <laughs> no, I love conversations like this. Um, they are convicting and they are challenging. And I just feel like God's people sometimes, we act like we're so scared to be convicted or challenged. Like, no, like we should be trying stuff and, and having conversations about things and making sure that God is pleased with the decisions that we're making, making sure that God is pleased with the sacrifices that we're bringing to him. Because there are some sacrifices that he don't want. You know, if, if he didn't ask for it a certain type of way, don't give it to him. That's not what he want. God is deciding. Right. You know what I mean? So before I even even go off on a tangent, um, you mentioned a little bit earlier before this this influence that this hip hop culture has. And in the past, I want to just say year or two, uh, and this is Mm -hmm. is speaking on singers, rappers, everybody, there has been a huge influx of uh, collaborations with secular artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just been insane. Like, I have been, like, going crazy. Like, what in the world is going on with this? Um, Because because of the meshing of the worlds and all of this different stuff, um, what would you say to a young rapper? First of all, let me just mention this real quick before I go in. The other thing that I said on Instagram was, rap is not the problem hip-hop is right rap the reason why i said that is because rap is what you do hip-hop is how you do it so for me i'm a singer singing is what i do gospel uh is how i do it i do it according to the Mm -hmm. word of god i do it according to god's standard and his layout um so so like i said rap is not a problem hip-hop is a problem because it is a culture that is adverse to god okay so I feel like there was a time, I feel like it's, I feel like gospel artists, many of them, have always quietly and secretly wanted to have this colliding of the worlds. Um, mm-hmm. The reason why I say that is because I've always heard of the goal as a gospel artist was to uh, be like mainstream, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And be widespread and to reach the masses, whatever that means. <laughs> So mm-hmm. what would you say to a young gospel rapper coming up with all of this influence to mesh with the secular and to, to have such a heavy hip hop influence? What words of advice would you give to them? How would you even like start that conversation? And what would you tell them regarding that? <laughs> I know you both um, know I'm a, and it, well, Okay, so here's the thing. Like, I, and, and I'm gonna just be you know, completely honest. In all honesty, I don't know how far I would get in that conversation because I'm going to tell him everything that he doesn't want to hear. All right. First and foremost, you need to know whether or not God called you to do this. You better okay? say that. You, you can't just do this because you can't. All right. I'm not rapping and I don't make music just because I can do it. Um, if this wasn't ministry, I would not be doing this. All right. So I just want to make sure that you understand that. Okay. But the more important part of that is the fact that everything that you need is in the will of God. Amen. You don't want to be out here just to be out here because if you're just out here, you're at the mercy of your gift. You're at the mercy of your talent. And wherever your talent turns or wants to turn you, you're going to go that way. You're yoked to your gift mm-hmm. rather than your gift being yoked to Jesus. Come on. Because you're yoked to him. There's a difference. There's a difference. And so if I put the cart in front of the horse, 
Now we're going wherever the cart goes. And that's extremely difficult to do. So I would say, first and foremost, hey, did God call you to do, do you know for a surety? Mm-hmm. I see there's, there's so much in regards to this, because a lot of times that means you need to be tied to a local church, which a lot of individuals are not. You need to be sitting under somebody yes. who can, can hear from God, yes. who cares about your growth and your maturity in the faith, which a lot of individuals are not. Um, you need to have a lot of yes men and yes women out of your immediate proximity, Amen. which a lot of individuals don't because we don't know how to um, be fish out of familiar water. And, and you talked about, you know, individuals and a lot of it has to do with those comfort zones, man, because people don't grow because they don't want to be uncomfortable. Yes. And you're not going to grow unless you're uncomfortable. It, it, that, that's just, just the bottom line. It's not going to happen. But a lot of these things need to go on in order for us to weed out the other voices and the other influences and to determine whether or not this is actually God commissioning me to do this. All right. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, and it doesn't, you would think that it doesn't have anything to do with anything, but it's very appropriate. Paul said, God and his spirit has sent me. So not only did God gift me, but then the Holy Spirit released me. And so I wasn't just going because I could do it. I was going because I was sent to do it. Completely different than me just going because I went to do it. There's no grace. There's no protection. There's no covering. There's no uh, everything that you need. You know, the fulfillment, all of that whole package. It's not going with you when you go on your own because you're going by yourself. And so, again, let's determine that. Let's, did God call you to do this? If no... Let's look at doing something else because there's tons of things that you can do other than to be a rapper. There's tons of things that you can do other than be a singer. And if you want to rap and sing, God will still provide outlets for that. But that shouldn't be your main thing. That should not be your main thing. Um, But let's do that. Okay. If God has called you to do that, let's make sure that we keep some people around you that are going to keep you accountable because at the end of the day, guess what? Now this is about stewardship. So just like the parable of the talents, God is putting something in your hand that he wants a return on. Mm-hmm. How do I get God a return on his investment? I got to make sure that I cover it, that I protect it, that I take care of it, that I plant it, that I make sure that it's rooted so that I water it so that it grows and it becomes more than what it was that God gave me when he gave it to me. Yeah, I got to have the right people around me. I got to stay away from the wrong people. I got to allow God to govern the decisions that I make as it pertains to this. So not only am, am, am I holding on to it for God, but I'm seeking him on what to do with it. I'm getting the insight from God in regards to it. I got to make sure that that thing grows up the right way rather than growing up sideways mm-hmm. or not growing at all. I, it, it's so much detail. So let's break this down. Like, really, if this is what you feel like God has called for you to do, Let's do it, but let's make sure that we do it the right way. It's just like getting married. It's just like going into ministry. Yes. If this is what God has called for you to do, let's do it, but let's make sure that we do it the right way. So, you know, we got to have those hard and those honest and those straight up conversations. But I would start there with that individual. Be like, man, I'll do whatever I can. I'll share with you whatever I can. Whatever resource I have is yours. But let's make sure that God is behind this. Because I don't want to get behind it if God is behind it. And I don't want you behind it if God is behind it. So. Oh, Lord have mercy. Listen. <laughs> I knew that this conversation 
was going to be special. Um, I had an opportunity to speak with Pastor Carl Reed of Commissioned um, a, years ago. Mm. And I asked him, and I love commission. First of all, commission, ah, he was out before man. I was born. So <laughs> man, love commission. Love oh, commission. Yeah. Oh yeah. Obviously, I had parents who who kept me with good yeah, sound. Man. <laughs> Yo, I just man. thought about the other day how my dad tried to give me a commission tape, man, and I, I never listened to it. And oh, this was in the early nineties. And I, I you know, I think about something, I'm like, man, even then God was you know, trying to give me stuff to hold on to. And I was like, man, I left that boy in the rapper. It was a cassette tape. So that just, you know, dates myself. But <laughs> I left it in the rapper. I never listened to it. Oh, my goodness. Commission is legendary. And their music was man. straight out of the scriptures. Straight out of the scriptures. Straight Something that we're missing but I had an opportunity to speak to Pastor Carl Reed. And I, I just asked him, this was way early. Um, I don't even like to say career, but I guess way early in my career. Um, and I was still really just starting out. And I asked him, I was like, you know, what advice would you give to an emerging artist or whatever have you? Um, and he said exactly what you said. First of all, make sure that you're called. Um, and if, if this is what God has called you to do, this thing stuck with me. I, and, I, and I repeat this story all the time. But the second thing he said to me was, you know, if you are called to do this, then you need to pray in specifics. Pray and ask God, mm. how should I look? What should I say? Where should I go? Mm. And that is missing. It is so mm. evident that that is missing within our gospel artists and believers, period. But we talking about gospel artists. Yeah, it is, yeah. It is missing. <laughs> um, and so I, it's funny because I just feel like the conversation just went full circle. In the beginning of the conversation, we talked about your personal relationship with God and how he did the breaking and the making and the molding. Oh my goodness, artist development for ministry propulsion is the focus that mm. God gave me for the, the podcast and the business moving forward. Um, and I had to look that up. I was like, ministry propulsion? That means to, to, to launch it out, to, to continue mm. on, to make it go forward. Um, and what we're missing is that piece of artist development. Um, mm. And it's exactly what you said. It's that, it's that getting artists back into a place where they're surrendered to God, where they are mm -hmm. saying, God, what do I do? Where do I go? What should I, what do you want to say to your people through my music? Um, and so I've just enjoyed this conversation. It's just been so confirming for me. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, it's just, whew, it's just so much. <laughs> my brain is going a mile a minute. It's so much I want to say. Um, but it's just, I look at the, the turn of the gospel music industry, uh, and you alluded to it a little bit earlier too. Um, these artists, we, we're getting so excited, even at the mention, if they sample our music, it's just like, man, what is come going on? on? Have you, yeah, like, <laughs> have you been seeing like, and I'm, I, I never try to mention names to shade anybody because I'm not interested in it. I actually pray for these people that I talk about, but have you seen the Sunday services that Kanye is doing? I've, I've seen some of the, and, uh, and, and I mean, yeah. It's just like we, we <laughs> lack discernment. And the only way you can get yeah. discernment is when you are connected and in relationship with God. When you are submitted to yep. God, your ears are inclined to his voice. And yep, absolutely. I just praise God for you. I praise God for your ministry. You have such a, 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 I, the word that I'm think I'm thinking of is like a mentorship field to you. Um, and I just feel like this conversation of uh, gospel hip hop or rap, um, 
it's something that you just going to continue to have to talk about. I think you can be a great mentor to a lot of young people or even older people, whoever God calls into music. And if, if, if rap is that area, then that, Mm -hmm. because it is something, and you said this earlier too, it is something that does need to be spoken about with care because just Mm -hmm. as we're passionate about it. So we're going to go in, we're going to go hard on it, but somebody convinced on the other side, they may look at that as an attack. So, right, right, right. You know, he that went of souls is wise, and we have to be Absolutely. wise. We have to be wise when we. It may be the truth, but if you take the truth and put it on a bat and bust somebody upside the head with it, right, right. <laughs> they're not gonna be alive. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I just Absolutely. appreciate your kindness of your message. I appreciate your thoughtfulness. I appreciate you studying the word of God so that you can be approved. You know what I mean? Yeah, amen. <laughs> and that's amen. all the difference in the world. Um, so I just want to thank you so much for your time. Before we go, I definitely want to get into the final four questions. I just feel like okay. we might have to come back and do another conversation about this because this is just so much. But anyway. No, I would love to. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I definitely enjoy myself. I, I truly appreciate you. Like I told you, um, it can be difficult, more difficult than it should be. Um, to come in contact with individuals who are like-minded and see things yes. um, a particular way because of what the popular train of thought or Absolutely. perspective is, you know, when that's not what we're supposed to be about, but. <sighs> Absolutely. Absolutely. This is the narrow way and it, it is truly yeah. narrow, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and sometimes when we, when we mention that uh, we think about, the the wide way and the narrow way we think about oh the world is going to be doing all these things so everybody's going to want to go but no it's narrow being in the body you know what i mean like it's narrow it's tight when you see people who have can't come up with you people who you know say that they believe the exact same thing now turning and changing and yep. leaning and bending so yes yep. i enjoy the fellowship i enjoy the friendship now the camaraderie and i just appreciate you so much um just all across the board from your conversation, music. Oh yes. And your Twitter is lit. (laughs) (laughs) Post up some, yo, let me tell you something. If you guys are not following me on Twitter (laughs) or at least on Instagram or both, you need to, because my brother posts up the questions that will have you thinking, (laughs) that will have you flipping pages in the Bible. (laughs) And I just appreciate it. We need, Praise God. I appreciate we you. We need, we need, we need more of that. We should be lighting our lives in the light of scripture. We should be examining our yeah. lives in the light of scripture. And you Amen. just do that so beautifully. And I appreciate you so much. So before we go back before we go back to it, or before we end, I should say, I just want to go ahead and end the conversation with our final four questions. Um, you just oh. answer as they come to you. All right. Okay. So the first question is, what is one habit of yours that helps keep you grounded in ministry? Oh, I mean, I, I, I read the Bible every day. And yes. As odd as, and simple as they may sound, ask around. It's a lot of us who don't read our Bibles every day. Like you, you got to be intentional about making time for the Lord. And a lot of times individuals fall through the cracks yes. because of that. Um, and so just to, like you said, you know, discernment purposes, things of that nature, you, you got to stay connected. And so just making time, intentionally making time um, to spend time with the Lord every day uh, is definitely uh, probably one of the biggest things that keeps me 
uh, keeps me rooted and grounded. Amen. My cousin said a couple of weeks ago, a chapter a day keeps the devil away. <laughs> yeah, man, you, that's self-care. You want to talk yes. about self-care? Oh, Read the word, pray, get before the Lord. Like, like, be intentional about doing that. Don't put life to the side. Things have to pause so that God can be prioritized. That, that, you know, that has to be a way of life. That has to be a heart uh, decision. Amen. I second that in Jesus' name. All right. So question number two says, what we do as artists consists of business and of ministry. I would like to know, how do you define success? Ooh, uh, ultimately, um, it's certainly not in numbers primarily or entirely, but the numbers do matter because you want to see your message have the opportunity mm -hmm. um, to impact. But at the end of the day, um, if even just one person uh, is changed, influenced, impacted, um, healed, delivered, um, gets to know Jesus and walks in a purpose as a result of what it is that God has given you to do, that's success. And we, we have to uh, we have to be willing to measure it by that. Because uh, you may never be able to build a relationship with the thousands of people that, you know, come to see you at a show. But if you're able to get hands on with that one individual, um, and disciple them and encourage them and see them blossom into who God created. That's success. Amen. Amen. I agree 100%. All right. So question number three, what is one resource or just a practical everyday resource that has helped you in your music ministry? Oof. Prayer. I mean, right. and again, just in all honesty, because, um, I don't, and, I, and and this is a part that I really enjoy. I don't write what I write. God gives it to me. You know what I mean? Yes. The, the only way that that's able to be done is, again, um, by making sure that, uh, you know, we take care of that relationship. And so even I'm not praying about songs to write, but because I spend time in prayer, God is able to download certain things. So um, prayer, most importantly, uh, is the biggest influence in, uh, in the songwriting, the relationship. So. Yes, I love that. And you use the term that my dad always uses in prayer. God has the opportunity to download things to you. And that is so true. I cannot tell you how many times I've been like frantically trying to do things. And then I'm just overwhelmed and frustrated. And I just stop and I take a minute. And I'm like, okay, Lord, what you want me to do? And he's like, okay, I was waiting for you to chill out and speak to right, me. Right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, absolutely. Yeah, all of a sudden, all these amazing ideas and all these the strategy on how to do it and everything everything just comes falling into my head. And I'm like, why yeah. did I wait so long? <laughs> so yes, yes, prayer is the key yeah. that unlocks the door. All right, our final question is, what is your prayer request? How can myself and the listening audience of the Gospel Underground pray for you in your music ministry? Um, certainly that, uh, that, uh, that I stick to the scripture. Um, yes. that I continue to just do, you know, what it is that God has called for me to do. Um, you never want to get caught up in what's going on around you, uh, with the individuals that may be around you. So just, uh, to stay focused and that, um, uh, you know, that, that I will be faithful with the opportunities, um, that the Lord provides and, uh, and ordains. Cause I don't just simply want to be involved with things that God allows. Um, I want to find myself in areas that God has ordained for me to be in. Uh, so that I know without a shadow of a doubt I'm doing God's will. So uh, just so that I keep going and that uh, ultimately uh, God is glorified. 
Amen. 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 Again, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You have. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate you. Yes, you have encouraged me. You have challenged me. I'm about to go get in some Bible study right now because of the way you're throwing them scriptures out. (laughs) 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 But you know, that's what we're supposed to do. Iron is supposed to sharpen iron. And I just appreciate it so much. I thank you for the conversation here and online. You are doing an incredible work. You know, I don't know if anybody's ever told you that, but continue to do what you are doing. Continue to avail yourself to God so that he can be seen through you because it is needed. It is needed. Hey, man, I appreciate you, and I appreciate everything that you do uh, with the gospel on the ground, and I'm sure that this won't be, uh, you know, the last time that we get to connect on some things. I definitely want to kind of build on some of the artist development and things of that nature, and, um, you know, just kind of see what we can do to uh, advance the kingdom. So I appreciate you. Absolutely. Let's definitely stay connected. Before I let you go, I definitely want you to shout out your website, your social media, where everybody can find you, email, all that good stuff. If somebody want to book you, just give us your whole layout and um, we'll let you go. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Uh, website, www. Even though they don't say that anymore, I do still. Uh, yieldedmusic.com. So Y-I-E-L-D-E-D, music, spelled M-U-S-I-C, all one word, uh, .com. Uh, you can catch me on Instagram at The Vessel, K-D-T-H-A, Vessel, K-D. Uh, on Twitter, it's at Yielded Man. Um, and uh, a couple of Facebook pages, Yielded Music Group. Uh, King David the Vessel. Uh, you can find me uh, via those outlets as well. Uh, and then again, you know, any music that's available, SoundCloud, any other digital outlets, uh, Apple Music, uh, Google Play, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. So anytime you get a chance to check out uh, some of the music, read some of the blogs on the website, things of that nature, we uh, greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. So you guys go follow him, check out his music, read those blogs because he's giving the word on there too. Thank you again so much, KD, for being on the Gospel Underground. This is definitely not going to be the last time. Um, And I definitely want to connect on some other projects as well. So thank you again so much. I appreciate you. No, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me, truly. You are very welcome. And there you guys have it. Hey, family. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Gospel Underground. To learn more about us, visit us at www.thegospelunderground.co. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore gospel underground. Don't forget to join us in our community and continue the conversation on Facebook simply by searching The Gospel Underground Community. And last but not least, if you love the show, be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe on iTunes.